All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's time for the Wally Mathot Show. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Wallace and Mark Mathot. Welcome to the Wally Mathot Show, brought to you by SportsInteraction.com, Canada's online casino and sportsbook. Go to SportsInteraction.com slash Wally Mathot for the most competitive odds. I'm Brent Wallace. He's Mark Mathot. And, Meth, uh, you've been involved in two of the biggest runs in Senators franchise history. Of course, the two latest ones for sure. The 2017 run, which took you to the third round of the Eastern Championship, Eastern Conference Final, and of course, 2015 with the Hamburglar run. Which one was more memorable? That's a tough one. And I know I say that's a tough one often. I'm going to have to say 2017, only because we went as far as we did, Wally. Yeah, the Hamburglar right, yeah. run was insane. If you date it prior to playoffs, right? Like when the run began yeah. and went all the way in, which felt like a playoff series really if you think about it with the amount of hockey we were playing so both were were equally memorable but the 2017 run just because we went a little further do you know it at the time that you're in one of these that this is something going on here or you're just riding it day by day you do but it's such a blur like when i look back it's you know i mean you're so caught up in the moment you're so hyper focused on the task on that next game that you almost forget about everything and all the outside noise and the media and the fans uh, but then afterwards, when you have a time, a little bit of time to reflect on it, that's when it kind of really hits you. Well, speaking of reflecting, our next guest is we're going to be reflecting back on that 2015 run. Our chat today brought to you as always by Whitewater Beer. Shop whitewater.ca. Use the coupon code WAMSHOW, W-A-M-S-H-O-W, and pick up some Farmer's Daughter, Legion Lager, Blood Moon. Uh, lots to choose from. Use a sampler pack if you want to. Uh, mix and match, but use the coupon code WAMSHOW. Get 15% off Whitewater. Now, let's bring in the piece of that huge puzzle in 2015, Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar. Uh, Andrew Hammond, welcome to the show, my friend. It's nice to see you again. And, of course, uh, one-time teammate of the big man himself, uh, Matt, sitting here as well. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good to see you guys, and uh, hope you're all doing well. Um. <laughs> I don't even know how to, I want to go back to this run because it's the one thing that's been phenomenal to discuss. And I know you and I have talked about it in the past, but never really in depth of way it all uh, played out. Uh, by the way, it's seven years ago tomorrow that the Hamburglar run began, which was February the 18th, 2015. You were, if I'm not mistaken, because you didn't have great numbers in the minors, 
you were called up to sit on the bench and wait for Craig Anderson to get healthy. And then Clark MacArthur runs into uh, Robin Leonard and they both suffer a concussion and in you go. Is that basically fact? I think you're on the right page. Um, (laughs) Oh, I mean, I'd been up for a little bit and I wasn't, wasn't really scheduled to play. Robin was a lot, a lot younger too. And I think with that, I mean, where he was at in his career, trying to kind of take over as number one is they were going to kind of let him play as many games as he wanted. And um, the team then, I mean, obviously we were out of the playoffs and everything, things weren't going well, but he was going to try and get every start, all the experience he can get. And until that game against Carolina, when him and Clark collided, I think that was kind of the, the plan. And the other thing is back then, I mean, the team was so thin with goaltending depth. Like it went Craig, Robin, me, Chris Rieger, and those were the only goalies in the system. And I think Driggs was in the coast for a lot of that too. So it was yeah. like he would go from the ECHL right up to the NHL if like injuries or whatever happened. So um, that was for sure the plan, but obviously that changed. And then, um, yeah, the, the first game against Carolina, I don't think a lot of people remember it, but that one didn't go so well. And then it was kind of Montreal, whether it be the next night or the two nights later, that was kind of the start of everything. Yeah, it was two nights later. You, yeah, because you allowed three goals on. It wasn't very many shots. It was not like like were you, when you got in there in Carolina. Were you just like, what's going on, or were you like, was it a nerve wracking time? Well, first off, I think it was only two, but you might be right. <laughs> I was going to say this is turning into a roast here. I no, apologize, Hammy. I'll, okay, wait a sec before he answers. I, I remember. I remember Chris. Chris Terry scored on me, and then uh, do you remember the guy Michael Jordan? Yes. yes. Like he, yeah. I don't think he played much, but he was Michael Jordan. So then he yeah, was he was he was MJ. I know. I, I always looked at the game sheet and was like, I'd have to double take it. And never got used to that. Anyway. Um, so I remember those two. I don't remember a third one, so you might be right. But honestly, I think that like that whole game was weird in itself because when that happened, they called the end of the second period. So when we went out for the third, it was like 21 and a half minutes or something that you played the period because it literally oh, had to get right. bodies off the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, kind of like now. a weird thing. And I remember going to the locker room and Lenny was like concussed, but you didn't really know. It was still kind of trying to figure it out. And guys yeah. were just speaking to him in English. And he was talking to him in Swedish as if he was speaking English, like just had no idea. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this guy's definitely got a concussion. Um, and then it starts like as much as you're just trying to stay in the moment, I'm like aware of like what this means in the big picture. I'm like, well, Craig's hurt. He's not coming back soon. Robin's gone at least a little bit. And then you're just trying to like been sitting on the bench for two and a half hours or two hours, whatever it was. So it was just like uncomfortable and everything. But then like when I woke up the next day, it's like, okay, I've been working hard in practice. I feel pretty good. And I think a big thing is just getting off on the right foot. And when the Montreal game, the first period, I think I made like a save on Pacioretty on a partial breakaway or something and all that stuff as a goalie that helps so much to like help settle you in and all that. So I think that was kind of like, I had, I built a little bit of confidence in myself just in practice. Obviously I hadn't played in a while and um, as bad as they talk about the numbers were before that in the American league, I don't think they were really too as bad as you might think. There was one game that I think I hold the record for, but it was like three goals on three shots. Like, 40 seconds into the game so that'll hurt the numbers yeah and, and hammer yeah. like i think people need to understand that like i went down for a game that was i think it was that season too when i was just coming back that coincided with you and your emergence i had to go down to binghamton and i, I was dash three that game i was like terrible because as yeah. you mentioned earlier it's just chaos it's chaos you can, like, what are you gonna do so i remember calling brian and saying brian i can't be like i'm coming back this is not working for me so yeah. i can i can understand where you're coming from and like, it, and by no means am I trying to say anything poorly about the American League. It's just the reality that it's like it's yeah. two different. Like we had, we had a kid here in Minnesota, Matt Boldy, who he's a better NHL player than he is AHL player because mm-hmm. he's so smart and slows the game down and always makes the right play. And it's like the most part, it's like guys going really hard skating as fast as they can and sometimes they just run out of space whereas like the nhl is so much more you have so many guys that just know where other guys are going to be and 
it's just a much different game. And I've always felt that like the way I thought the game, like knowing what a player should do in certain situations, that always benefited me versus the American league where it's like, well, what's this guy going to do? I don't, I don't even know if he knows what he's going to do. Like, it's just kind of like so (laughs) much reaction. hundred percent. And, but yeah, I, I remember when, uh, you you came down for there, and I think it was the first period. You had a couple dashes, and you weren't too happy about it. No, <laughs> <laughs> but we're not talking play? about that. We're, yeah. we're talking to you. Oh Wally, yes, we don't are. Even start. No, we're not. <laughs> was he cranky? Did he say anything after? Did he blame everybody else? No, it wasn't cranky. Uh, I don't think he blamed anyone, but it was okay. I you know what I do remember. This this was actually <laughs> the funniest thing. It was like, I think we were playing Syracuse, but. Regardless, I remember yeah, Meth, no, we were. Meth went get back to get a puck and the like first four checker on their team called like wall or whatever. And he just like chipped it back and it was their guy. Like he was calling our play. So Meth has no idea who anyone is. So he just hears it, puts it right on his tape. And I think they scored right after. And then I think, <laughs> All right. That's that sounds uh, about right. <laughs> oh, that's good. I will admit it was uh, two goals against in your 20 minutes and 46 seconds of work uh, against Carolina. So I apologize. There you go. Um, now, uh, while we, before we get any further in this, I want to bring in the pearls of wisdom brought to you by uh, sports interaction, go to sportsinteractioncom slash while I'm a thought. This is where we learn a little bit more about you. Uh, 923. That is the best save percentage in franchise history with a minimum of 50 games played. 23 is the fewest decisions to earn 20 career wins. That's an NHL record. 12 career uh, consecutive starts with two goals or less that tied the career record, as you know, with Frank Brimzik in 1938-39 and 14. That's the points of a playoff spot before qualifying with Ottawa in 2014-15, which set the NHL record. All right. You go into Montreal. uh, Actually, it's a home game against Montreal. uh, And then you get it Florida. And you reel off all these wins. It's five straight wins before a shootout loss against at Minnesota. When do you feel that you're in a groove or that something special here? Uh, it was game three. We played Buffalo, I think. Because I remember I felt like crap the whole game. And then I think I walked out of it with like two goals on 25 shots. And I'm like, in, in Buffalo? That- it was in Buffalo, right? No, I was in Ottawa. Was it at home? Okay, yeah. I'm trying to remember that one. You went Montreal, Florida, at Anaheim, at LA, at San Jose, at Minnesota, at Winnipeg. No Buffalo? No, Buffalo's later. Uh, that's the next home game after Winnipeg, and you win 3 Maybe to 2. Uh, okay. You know what? It's the Florida game then. I didn't yeah. feel very good in the Florida game. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder why. That was <laughs> at home. No, it's oh, at, home. It at home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> I was included in that group that I'm referring to, but forget it. Okay. Uh, so, um, but yeah, it was anyways, long story short is second or third game. Of, it was the Florida game. I didn't feel good and still played pretty well. And so then um, started having a little bit of confidence, even the Anaheim game, like the first game, I didn't, I didn't really get tested, but I still didn't feel great and then got ended up with a shutout. So I'm like, okay, if, if these two games, I don't feel that good. If this is the result I'm getting, then when I do feel well, like I can obviously play at this level. And then the next night in LA, that was like a big, big step for that game because I did get tested quite a bit and played well and I uh, got another shutout. You went back to that's the, yeah. You went back to back shutouts there. Like, I, I'm going to assume, so you went, so just so we're clear, going into Anaheim, and by the way, it was Death Valley for the Sens. They never played well on the West Coast. A lot of teams don't, obviously. You go into Anaheim, get the 3-0 shutout. The very next night, which is rare to see a goalie play back-to-back, you get another uh, 1-0 win. I was on that trip. It was phenomenal. Um, is like, I guess the high that your team is on at the moment is pretty good. Math, do you remember those shutouts? I do. I do. Are you talking about the West Coast ones? Yeah. Yeah. I just remember thinking after that trip, and I think it was talked about a lot in the news too, where people teams just do poorly over there, right? Yep. We rounded off that trip above 500. That's a huge thing, right? So, yeah, I th- yeah. that's all I can kind of remember. It's such a blur. I mean, Hammer's yeah. got a better memory than I do with this and, stuff. 
Yeah, the, it, to to sweep in in California was. I think it might have been one of the first times you guys have ever swept in California. So I knew but it was that's, huge. That's what I'm saying. Teams yeah. teams that head over there usually say, "Okay, we let's just get let's get over 500." You get over yeah. 500, it's a, a success. I don't know if that's still sort of the going narrative, but at the time, that certainly applies. Yeah. So the fact that we were able to go over there and sweep that was huge. Like we were pumped. I think it's 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 probably changed a little bit lately, but like back then, that was like the year after the Kings won the cup. That's right. Um, Anaheim was always good playoff team. San Jose was good. It was like the Western Conference used to go through the Pacific, like those three teams, like every year. So yeah, back then I think now it's a little bit different. Obviously, they're kind of going through rebuild rebuilds a little bit, but um, yeah, it's still hard. Just like everything about it. Once you get nice weather, you're like, okay, this is nice. Yeah, you get a little relaxed. A little bit further down on the list. Yeah. Uh, when did you ask for your first break or did you I never did? I can, oh, I can touch on oh, that. So I remember hammer might be, well, I'm sure he's a well aware, but I remember watching hammer come in. This is like, you know, 10 games in or whatever, at whatever point we were at. And it almost looked like someone had to hold him up, like in the room, like hammer was the guy, like, you know what I mean? The guy that, that, that you had to just support in any way possible. You don't want to skate today, Hammer? Don't skate. Like, don't practice this morning. Just take the morning off or whatever it was. He was like our prized possession that we had to protect. <laughs> and and that's just the way it is, right? Like, he, he's on a heater. He's playing out of his mind. Like, you don't want to ruin a good thing. So I can I can still remember, like, like you know, little blurry pictures of, of or visualizations of hammer in the dressing room and thinking like, Oh my God, like, it looks like he hasn't slept in a week. Like he just looked tired. There's, there's two funny things that I can think of like related to this. And one was at the end of this road trip, we go to Minnesota and then we play in Winnipeg the next night. And like, I am spent from this road trip and Craig is supposed to play in Winnipeg the Mm -hmm. next night. So we fly into Winnipeg and like go down for breakfast, have a meeting and I'm just like thank god like finally I get like just a day to rest and I think we had like three days off after yeah and and finish the meeting like go back up my room scrolling twitter on my phone and I see TSN Brent Wallace change of plans Craig Anderson is not starting Andrew Hammond is gonna start and I'm like what and like as I'm reading this my phone rings and it's Walmer and he's like hey uh change of plans you're gonna play again tonight and me and uh uh Turi Calteris, we've talked about this still, but like I think every single shot in warm-ups in Winnipeg went in that night. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember in. that. Yeah. No kidding. I remember yeah. this. <laughs> I come back in the locker room after warm-ups and like I'm I have nothing left. And there's that little hallway between the training room and the locker room, and there's a fridge with some Red Bull. And I remember I just poured a Red Bull and he like was pouring coffee or something. I'm like, Terry, if this doesn't help me, I, I don't, I think this is it. <laughs> he just started dying laughing and then like went out and won again. And I don't even know. It's like, yeah. you're just running on adrenaline. and Yeah. Caffeine. But it's, that's, that's hard though. Right. Like when you're, when you're preparing for it, like, especially for a goalie, I feel like when you're preparing for a day off and your mind is just so relaxed, right? Like you're in a good yeah. mood. Cause you know, you've got the day off, which was well-deserved of course. And then all of a sudden it's like the switch is on and you're back in it and you have to figure out a way to get your mind right. Like, so like, were you even able to nap or did you just kind of like stare at the ceiling thinking, Oh my God. I was so tired that morning and I had a coffee. And if I'm like, if it's a day of the game and I'm playing, I'm not going to drink coffee because I want to nap. Yeah. And so then like, I just couldn't nap. So then I'm more tired, like got in at one or two in the morning, played the night before (laughs) all that not thinking I'm playing and then it's just like I don't know you just manufacture like it sounds weird but you just find something to build off of right and And well said and you didn't just play the night before it was a shootout loss by the way so it was a longer game you got in later now here's what I remember (laughs) about that morning in Winnipeg and I'll never forget it it's because it it was just weird is uh, we're at the hotel there's no morning skate we do the media availability and it's uh it's it's Dave Cameron right yeah. Yeah. So camera goes, uh, yeah, Craig Anderson starting. And uh, then all of a sudden he walks away and he's talking. And I think he's talking with Walmer. Uh, I forget who exactly the coach was. I'm pretty sure it's Walmer. Comes back over and goes, uh, Andrew Hammond starting. 
We're like, what? Like what just, cause that was a, that was supposed to be the return game for Andy and whatever yeah. happened. Uh, Andy said, I'm not playing and in you go. And so I, I will never forget that one. Cause it's rare. You ever see the coach change his mind three seconds later and tell you that someone else is starting. So we knew something was up that night. But uh, another funny thing, like you asked me about if I ever asked for a break or anything. So I was staying at the hotel there and the beds are super soft and my back just got fried. <laughs> and as meth was saying, like for like those like three months or whatever, it was like, I was treated like the golden child or whatever. <laughs> so I've still never seen this, but like, they called a mattress or a furniture store and they had a mattress delivered to the Brook Street Hotel that was like <laughs> it was like a five thousand dollar mattress. They bring it up the I didn't know that. Take yeah. the mattress out, move that mattress in, and then back starts feeling better. But like I missed a few days because my back. Cause it was like Wow. Even like That's... when you whenever you're on the road, like all these hotels, the bed's so soft. Yeah. I can't sleep that way. So it's like for a few days, it's nice. But when you're living there, it's like, oh boy. So. Yeah. And that's the thing. And I gotta, was that, was that your idea? Like who, who's, whose idea was that? Was that like, was that Dom's or Jerry's idea? Mattress? I just, I need to know who <laughs> I don't, spearheaded that. Typically all I know is like, uh, I think it was Jordan Soames or days like, Hey, we're going to drop off a new mattress. <laughs> and I didn't, I, I thought it was like, I love it. Had like different mattresses at the hotel. Yeah. And then, no, it was from one of the mattress places in Canada. Well, in retrospect, like when you look back, like that, like that five grand, I would assume everyone would agree. That's a pretty good investment, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, when you're a professional, you know, a major league sport, that's the yeah. least they could do is give you a good bed. Yeah. Anyway, that's, I never knew that story. No one ever shared that. Did you tell the boys at the time or? Yeah. I mean, I, okay. I laughed too because it season. It was like. They're like, what do you want us to do with this mattress? <laughs> can I keep it? <laughs> and then they're like, well, we can, like, do you have a U-Haul truck? I'm like, yeah, I do actually. Like, well, we'll just load it in there for you. So I just kept the mattress. No one ever said nice. anything. I don't know what else to do with it. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, Matt, you got, you got to go home at uh, home games and sleep in your own bed. Hammy, you spent every night in a hotel. It's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had like two dogs. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> There's like nights where like, like they, they haven't been sick in five years, start puking all over the place. Middle of the night, you're cleaning it up. Like it was <laughs> such a gone. And then like you're in the elevator with like the other team's players and you're like trying to take your dogs out. They're barking at them. It's awkward. And it was just, yeah, a little bit of a fiasco, but we made the best of it. And honestly, it, the whole thing flew by, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, when did either one of you know that the playoffs were a chance? Uh, Meth, I'm going to start with you. I don't. I don't know. I. I it all like it, it's. I. I don't just say this lightly. It's such a blur to me because in the moment you're like hanging on to like my dear life to just yep. make that postseason or like for every other game, right. You're always, mm -hmm. we were always so hyper-focused on the next game. Okay. Yeah. Is hammer playing? How's hammer going to feel? Uh, how am I feeling? Cause I missed the first half of that season with a bad yeah. back. So, you know, we were all like just so worried about the next game that all of a sudden there's a few games left and we're like, wow, like we can do this, you know, but I, I can't remember maybe hammer can one specific moment where I was like, this is a real thing. I don't know. Um, I mean, not until it really got like close. I, yeah. you know, I maybe that, uh, we had that Pittsburgh game where I think we were down three, nothing and one, four, three Dolan scored an overtime winner, like maybe around then, but then that was the third last that, game. Wait, was that the game that I, was that, I'm not, I know this interview isn't about me. Was that the game that I hip checked Crosby and Dupuis got hurt? Was that that oh. game? Oh, yeah, and well, he blew out, and he blew he, he blew out his knee. Was that? Yeah, because it, it was in Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's the game. Because I was playing with Gribes. Anyway, okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's but okay. We're allowed that, to talk. I I remember we won in New York, and then we put ourselves in a position yeah. where it was yeah. like, if we won in Philly the last game of the season, we were for sure in. If we didn't, yeah. there's still a chance. But I I don't know if Meth remembers this. We had a team dinner that night before the last game in Philly. In Philly, yeah, it? yeah. Do you remember the open bar had to get shut down? <laughs> no. 
What? Before the last game in Philly? How do I? Yes. I'm such a nerd. Like, I probably went back to the hotel and rented a movie or something. I, I don't remember that. I'm I remember pretty, the game. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So we had team dinner at the steakhouse. I don't remember the name of it. Anyway, we were up in, we were like on the second level, right at round yeah. tables. Yep. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. Is that Shula's? Something like, no. I don't I remember. Forget, I forget what it I is. I don't though. remember. So why? So guys hung, guys hung around like, no, no, like no. After... This was just like during dinner. Like, I mean the game. Oh, was like I see. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. I think, I think it was either Pierre. I think it was Pierre. For sure. They texted Eric and was like, Hey, you guys need to settle down. Like, <laughs> we still have to win tomorrow. I do remember that. I because I yeah. love my wine at dinner, and I was yeah. always very like controlled with it. But I always had it, and I remember they tried not giving us wine. Yeah, and I thought, no, 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 that's that's not happening here. I want a glass of wine, and I remember Eric going, "Yeah, fuck this, like let's get it," you know. And he would reply to him because you know Eric, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's funny you brought that up. I totally forgot about that story, man. Oh boy, just had to win one game and still had to get the restraints put on. Yeah. So yeah, is that? So did you guys just win guilty or play guilty? Is that what that? No, we weren't even. No, 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 we weren't even. We weren't hammered. A hammer. Like it was just like you know, we just wanted some casuals just to you know. I don't know. But I think uh, I think they were worried that like one or two might turn into like. That's right. Yeah. To Pierre's defense, in, in fairness, he, that that there's always do, potential. All we all we had to do was win one game, yeah. and then you could do whatever the next day. Game was at one yeah. o'clock, and we did, and we did do yeah. whatever that next day as well. So yeah, anyway. is there okay. uh, one goal that stands out? It, like uh, we always show the Mark Stone goal, uh, I think is the big one. Is there anything that you remember that way? Uh, Patty W. Oh yeah, the one in Philly, yeah, the Philly goal. Is no. that the one you're talking about? No, no he had an OT winner at some point. No. Remember he just Jeez, skated in the glass with his arms up. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, well, or, or the the overtime winner in Carolina. Yeah, that one. Curry uh, made the nice move, and that was significant. Yeah. And I think I think Eugene was there after the game too. Was that the game? Am I just or all the years kind of jumble into one, but I do remember the, the Carolina game was a very significant game because we almost never won in that building. Yeah. Hey, and that was, yeah. that was a big one California for us. Swing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I uh, will say that Matt's contribution to your run uh, included one goal and that was uh, yeah. against Montreal. I like to help. Yep. Montreal. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, it's good stuff. The, uh, the mattress yeah. one, I always remember now let's get to the, like, were you tired of hearing about hamburgers by the end of this run? Um, not really. I, like, I don't, I didn't really like, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. Like it was never something that I took too personally or like thought too much of. Um, it was kind of just the thing that came along with it now and people loved it. So I wasn't gonna turn away any of the fun anyone was having with it. Ride the um, wave. Yeah. Like, I mean, in all reality, like I, I had never even thought of the hamburger until like my third or fourth year of college. And like the year before I had it on my helmet, and no one had ever called me that, <laughs> but like, like one, the one time in college I was called that, but like jokingly, like no one would ever remember that really. But it was yeah. like the next year, what are we going to put on the helmet? Okay, let's do that. And then as soon as I started playing, that was the one thing everyone latched on to. I wore a mask on national television because they were giving them out in the building. The Hamburglar like the, mask. Like you're the wearing it. Oh, yeah. And you're the king of gimmicks too. Eh? No, well, at the, no, no. At the time, it. I'm straight laced. Like you couldn't get me to do anything. And I think this was the downfall. This just started the downfall of me wearing this mask. And then it was me with an Eric Griba duck call at one point. Like I, this was the year that probably ruined my career. Fair enough. <laughs> wearing a hamburger mask. I'm like, what have I gotten myself into? But uh, your thoughts on Curtis Lazar. If I were to say his name, do you automatically think of him eating a hamburger? That's not my first thought, but... Um... <laughs> 
no like like even that whole thing when when that happened like i never really thought of picking it up myself i had to have someone else be like oh you gotta go grab it and then that became another thing and then it just kind of went just kept getting crazier and crazier with that but like when laser grabbed the cheeseburger i still think it's disgusting that he it's ate disgusting. it disgusting <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm with you he was right beside me and he had that smile yeah. on his face like looking around and eating the burger and I'm like, but laser is laser burgers like he had one and i had one and i think there was probably more on the ice or whatever but like yeah i remember i could feel how cold this thing was just <laughs> holding it let alone eating it yeah. When's well, the- wait, so what oh, i just wanted to ask quickly so i and I'm, i don't know if you had that teed up wally but with the mcdonald's card that you had that gold card do you still have that so <laughs> i'll just explain it and i know this won't be the last time i explain this because of everything that happened in my hockey career i think i've been asked about this mcdonald's card more than probably anything. yeah i hear you um so i got gift cards from like local ottawa mcdonald's owners I think it totaled 2000, maybe 1500, wow. 2000, 2500, which is basically McDonald's for life. Yes. But <laughs> they also, they also gave me a frame, a frame that in the frame, it had a picture of me holding up the cheeseburger. And then there was also like a little cutout and it looks like a McDonald's credit card and has my name on it. And there's like a credit card number. I'm pretty sure there's nothing on that. But I don't know because it's in a glass case and I'm not going to. Ah, so you've never actually exercised it before. You only were using the coupons, assuming you were. Ah, but I am am assuming that that was just for show. And then the gift cards are really like the money for food or whatever you want. So those gift cards don't have expiry dates on them. The ones that I, the the, the owners gave me? No, but I've given them out to like. Okay. Hey, I don't I don't have them anymore. <laughs> fair, enough, fair enough. This is this is where I need to bring something up with you. <clears throat> you promised me one of those gift cards. Actually, you promised me the gift card at the time, and you won't remember this probably. So we're sitting in a stall in your stall one day at the start of the next year, and you're like, I will give you my McDonald's gift card if you will meow for me on camera. Do you remember this? Hmm. So we, I go into, I don't specifically, but I I wouldn't rule out that I did this with you. So in Dallas or Carolina, it's in Dallas or Colorado. It's that road trip. I think it's in Colorado because it's the second game and I had to do a hit twice in the opening. I said, and Andrew Hammond, right meow, we'll get the starting goal or whatever. And I'm like, I hope I like, I hope nobody notices this. So, uh, I did check Twitter and someone said, I think Brent Wallace just said meow on television. And, but nobody ever said another word, but I never got the gift card. I just want to point that out now that uh, I'm still waiting seven years, six years later. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll have to break the glass case now. Yeah. I'll have to find, I'll have to get in the glass (laughs) case. Finally, I'll just ship you the original. So, yeah, I was always worried that someone would have picked up on that, but I, I've never heard anything from my bosses, but I meowed twice for you. It's good stuff, Wally. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm glad we left it meowing. Uh, seems like a perfect time to have a sponsor read. Uh, this interview brought yeah. to you by BEI, Bonisher Excavating Inc. BEI specializes in excavation, grading, drainage projects, all equipment rentals. Uh, go to BEI, BonisherExcavating.com, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. Um, so the next year, uh, things, they, they start to, to come apart, if you will, for lack of a better term. But you're battling, I think, an injury. Are you not? Can we talk about the, the following year of what all transpired? So you're not completely wrong. The end of that second season was like when I started to wonder if there's something wrong. Um but I was given like a rehab protocol to work on through the summer. But I guess to backtrack and just focus on that second year. Yeah. For me, I think part of that was, um, sorry if you're a baby crying in the background, by the way, I don't know. Supposed to be <laughs> Barely here, man. Know. It's all good. <laughs> um, but anyways, the second year for me, I think the hardest thing was, was a, 
I did feel pressure from um, getting like a three-year contract or like going from being on a two-way and things working out to trying to figure that out. But then B, the hardest thing for me was like, even in the American League and throughout my career, I always played. Like I was never like a backup where you play once every two weeks or, and that next year it was just kind of like, it was, it was Craig's job and I was there to support and it took a little bit of feeling out in the first half of the season. I didn't really have a great start towards the second half. I started to figure it out. And I think at the end of the year, like me and him, we finished with basically identical statistics and, it was what it was. Like we, I remember we finished on like a little bit of a high note, even though we didn't make the playoffs is Boston had to win the last game of the season. And we went in there and we kind of played spoiler. So going into like the season after um, that was when Guy came in and mm. I could kind of tell that I just had no chance from the moment I stepped foot at training camp with him, um, whether deserved, not deserved, it's not really my opinion or anything, but um, I could just tell that I, I, I wasn't really going to get a shot to play or share starts or whatever. I was going to play like at most eight games that year was basically how I was told. So um, yeah, I don't know if you have any follow-ups or want me to go a certain direction with that, but that's kind of how I remember at least. Well, there's, yeah, there's lots. Like when they brought in Mike Condon, because you got hurt, uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Like, I guess your reaction to seeing Condo come in. Well, there's a little bit to that. So <clears throat> we'd started that season on uh, the West Coast swing. So we went to Vancouver and we we're there for a few days. And um, I was told before the trip by uh, the goalie coach that it, like, I don't remember how many games we played. I think we played Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, or whatever. So I think normally um, the other goalie would get, like, one of those games, and he told me before the trip even started that I would not be playing at all on the trip. Um, and then Nicole got her diagnosis when we were in Vancouver. Craig knocks on my door, kind of tells me what's going on, leaves the trip, and then I get hurt the first period in Calgary. And mm -hmm. then he That's comes right. back. And he still has one of the most impressive things I've seen coming back into Edmonton and played one of the best games a goalie could ever play. Um, and so then that following week, I remember I was taking a nap on my sofa, get a call, a goalie coach. Hey, I don't know if you saw, we just picked up Mike Condon. Um, like, you're our guy, whatever, but we needed somebody. Because I think at that point we were down to just – Chris Drieger was the only other goalie in the organization. Yeah. So then Kondo comes in and basically does what I did two years prior. And I mean, you could see that how things were unfolding. And I just kind of knew like time had run out in Ottawa, um, whether it be how the people in front of me or around me were playing or just how things were working out. Um, and so I, I could tell it was kind of, winding down and then it was just kind of trying to figure out well how is this going to end or where am I going to go next and that was the the hardest part is just not knowing what the next day was going to bring and is today the day I get traded is today the day I get waived or or what mm. so um that part was hard just not knowing what what tomorrow's going to bring uh and so there's one thing I want to clear up because it, it never got brought up and that is uh, it got reported that you refused a conditioning stint to go down to at the time Binghamton was the farm team. Uh, and then eventually it led to you being placed on waivers uh, the day before your 29th birthday or the day of, can you clarify what transpired? Yeah. So um, the year before I had had an injury, I think it was a concussion and, and I went down to the American league for a weekend, played two games and they didn't go great. And as I've said uh, previously, I just find that it's 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 really hard to switch between NHL and AHL as a goalie because it's really two different leagues. The AHL is more – it's a little bit more chaos, whereas the NHL is very um, 
structured. It's almost like it's scripted. Yeah, it's structured. Yeah. It's scripted. Like you, you know, guys are going to make the right play. Um, and I just found like for me, it was hard to go between those two leagues. So based on how I, uh, I guess, was greeted at training camp, knowing that it was probably going to be a long shot for me to play much, um, and then how uh, Mike Conan was playing, um, I didn't think that there was really a benefit to me going down and playing on a conditioning stint. Um, and I had also been told by people within the team that there was two teams that they were talking to about a trade. Um, and so it was more or less like, like why prolong what's obviously going to come here? Like if I, if I go down, why, why wait 10 days to get traded or waived or whatever? Um, let's just get over, get it over with. And we've obviously been waiting a long time. Like I, I knew the writing was on the wall for a couple months now. So it was, let's just hurry up and get this over with. And it had nothing to do with not wanting to go to Binghamton or anything. I just wanted it, but I just thought that the end result was going to be going to these places. And my biggest regret is that it wasn't communicated to me that those teams wanted to see that I was healthy and that I could play before they did anything. And if I would have known that it probably would have changed my decision. But at the time you think you're making the best decision you can. And um, I stand by that. That's what we did. And it had nothing to do with, not want to necessarily be in Ottawa or be in Binghamton. It was just that sometimes you have to make decisions for your career that you think are the best. And um, at the time we, we thought that was the best. Uh, is it safe to say Ottawa, obviously the, the highs of your NHL career and maybe the lows at the same time, like that you in two years or two and a half years, you went through a, it seems to me like a, a lifetime of experiences. I think that's pretty fair to say. I mean, obviously the, the games that I've played in Ottawa and you have so many firsts, whether it be playing your first NHL playoff game, first NHL game period, shutout, like all those things happen in Ottawa. So I still have so many special memories of that place. Um, but then you go back to like the down the road things that happen, whether it's get put on waivers on your birthday or um, I remember I got sent to Binghamton the one time and, go down to Binghamton and like, I was under the impression that we were just going to be there the rest of the season and bring my wife and kid down there. We drive down. I wasn't even there. I turned the, I think they're playing in Pittsburgh and turned the game on the radio. And I'm like, I just have a feeling I'm going to get called up now. Like the game wasn't going well. And I just had a feeling and get to Binghamton. I'm there 30 minutes, just get the car unloaded. And I get a call that I'm coming right back up and it wasn't even that it was that there was a car service that had just picked up a player who was going to meet the team in Pittsburgh. So we had to drive from car service, took us from Binghamton to Pittsburgh. And then we had to fly out at seven 30 to San Jose. So it was literally like, I did not sleep that night. And then I was like, it's just one of those breaks you hear about or just works out poorly. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I'm always grateful for it. I wish yeah. it just would have ended differently. So, I mean, I think that's most for sure how it, uh, it ends. Totally. But yeah. you're so well loved in Ottawa. It's like you are, will always be a legendary status in the nation's capital. Do you still hope one day to get an NHL start? Yeah. It's, I mean, what's what, what I've learned now, like, I mean, I got my chance out of, literally a chance like it was right place right time could have been anyone that got the opportunity yep. it was me and I kind of ran with it um and then since then now it's when you're signing these contracts in the summer with teams you know where you're kind of pegged but then you're like okay well so and so might get hurt or something might happen here and then it's like oh now we have COVID new variable well maybe someone will test positive and you can just kind of get your foot in the door for me, that just hasn't happened the last three years. Um, since I left Colorado, it's just kind of been, I'm a, I'm a great blessing for an organization because all the goalies seem to stay healthy. So um, <laughs> a little good luck charm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I, I mean, hear you. you, you understand it and I'm not bitter about it. I mean, you, it's like I said before, when you're signing with these teams, 
basically everyone has two goalies now that are ahead of you. So you just make the best decision you can. And it's partly luck. Like sure. the, whether it be the guy in Chicago that was the emergency backup, like there's 30 other emergency backups that never happened to them. And it's in some ways the same thing where um, unless you're a young prospect who they're going to kind of try and find their way to insert in the lineup, I mean, you just got to kind of bide your time and stay ready, but yeah, I, I, I still want to play. And um, I mean, I think one of my biggest motivators now is just my kids are getting older and they weren't around when I was kind of doing that. So yeah, um, that's a big one. Yeah. I, I think you've said that before. I think we talked about it earlier is you just wish you could have played more with your kids around and yeah, I'm still lucky that I'm healthy enough where I can still play and they enjoy it. So um, I'd love to, be able to play again up there and have them see, be there. Good for you. Uh, a couple last questions. One is who was your favorite teammate when you were in Ottawa? Um, <laughs> You're pretty tight with Grizz, weren't you? Or Grizz or Eric was one of yeah. them. Yeah. But the one that, uh, well, I get, I'll say, I'll say Clark cause he's part of the reason why I felt like every day I showed up at the rink, I would just be walking around with a smile. Cause he's one of the funniest people ever. Dry, um, really dry. Yeah. But like if I could just recreate the tandem of Dion and Clark. Oh, oh my like, God. I keep, third, yeah. Forget about new third, <laughs> third, third wheel around and just like, listen to them bicker. I think that would be like the two teammates that I would try and sign up for to be around. I agree. All the time with just, pure comedy didn't matter what it was yeah right? like and it's, to, it's, yeah it's, to be clear they they were tight like they were tight oh yeah and they knew, yeah. they'd known each other for a long time but they were like a married couple right like an old married yeah. couple just back yeah. and forth every day it was sheer entertainment yeah <laughs> couldn't couldn't even like you could wear a, a blue sw- a blue sweater and you'd be hearing about it yeah nice blue sweater. <laughs> what you don't like my blue sweater I didn't, I'm just saying it's a nice blue sweater and then everything is just, just starts there. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, a, the best way to describe it. Um, I feel like I may know the answer to this, but what's your favorite snack if you were to watch a movie? Hmm. I don't really watch movies. I hate to say it, but. Okay, I'm you're sitting TV, it. I know. Yeah, I, I, Hammy, what do you, okay, so what do you do if like, you're not watching movies? Movie? What do you do? I literally just watch sports. Oh, you're one of those guys. Oh, so Marley <laughs> must just love that, eh? I guess Real Housewives, too. That, that gets brought up, too. That's not really me putting it on, but Fair it'll enough. be on. Um, but, yeah. Um, but snack? Your, your favorite cheat snack? This is really hard for me. <laughs> This is the first time I think we've stumped somebody. Yeah, with the question. I, yeah. Usually it's like, well, like chips, I don't like candy, I don't like chocolate. I like, okay. Uh, I don't like popcorn, which is the obvious when you ask me about a movie popcorn, but I do like smart food. So I'll go with that. Oh okay. God. Okay. Popcorn. Let's turn this off. I've heard okay, hang on. I got- smart food. That popcorn sucks. My no. wife eats it. You're talking about the smart food popcorn. Yeah. I like pop? it. Yeah, not, not, not skinny pop. No, oh, smart food. It's okay, like the sorry. Full calorie popcorn. Okay, yeah. all right. My bad. I'll stay. Okay, sorry. Um, it came on a little hard there. When, when was the last time you went to McDonald's? Uh, I got sent down like a week and a half ago. <laughs> we hit it on the highway down. Me and the guy I got sent down with got breakfast. Uh, that's gold. <laughs> uh, and finally, do you, what what? M- item do you still have in maybe in your house that reminds you of the 2014 run or the 2015 um i've still got quite a few but i I would go with that like we're in the process of moving right now but before in our basement we had uh like the mcdonald's gold card with my name on it in the picture i'd say that's probably the number one thing that stays up but i still have like gear from then and then like I'd have fans give me the most random hamburger stuff that like, like I would feel bad if I got rid of it, but I also don't know what I'll ever do with it. Like a a sculptured hamburger and like weird things like that. So a lot of odds and ends like that in a bin 
Um, but yeah, I'd say the, the gold card probably. That's awesome. Uh, Hammy, we could probably spend another hour, but I appreciate you taking the time. Good luck this year. Uh, we do hope to see you uh, one day play in the National Hockey League again, but we enjoyed your career here. Uh, you've been super good to us. So uh, nice to see you again, my friend. Yeah, good seeing you guys too. Thank you. Thanks, Hammy. Uh, Matt, he's such a good sport. Like, I really enjoyed having him around. For a guy that was on a run like he was, you could still talk to him on a daily basis. Yeah, and 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 it's funny because there's a lot of stories that just were emerging there in that conversation that I totally yeah. forgot about. Like, the, talked about the Philly dinner and some of the other stuff that was going on in the room. It was it was hilarious. So I'm, yeah, it's kind of nice. I was looking. Like, I didn't know what I would get from it, you know, but because you think you you've experienced it, like what more do you want to hear? But all yeah. these new stories surfacing always kind of make it better and worth it. So that yeah, that was very enjoyable. That's the fun thing of getting to see this all from other people's different perspectives, like. I mean, you have no right. idea because you're going home to your family or whatever, but he's living in a hotel, which is a completely different world all into itself. Yeah. So all that yeah. stuff is so good. So uh, I've always yeah. enjoyed those. Now that we just need to talk to Clark and Dion uh, to see what they have to say about everything. So let's make that happen, can we? Yeah, they're elusive. I'm going to try. And I, I talk. it's funny because I, I talk to Dion all the time. Like he'll he'll chirp me anytime I send an Instagram post out there. He makes fun of just about everything I do. <laughs> I know he's in LA and he's enjoying the sun, but uh, we'll have to work on it. But yeah, the dynamic between Clarkie and, 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 and uh, Newfer would be incredible. So we'll, we'll have to maybe sweeten the pot a little. They both love wine. So maybe we send them a nice little package, Wally. Done. I, whatever it takes. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> just a reminder, a uh, special thank you once again to gongshowgear.ca. Go shop at gongshow, gongshowgear.ca and get all the WAM merchandise. It's available now. Uh, until next time, we will see you. But thanks, as always, for watching the Wine Method Show, brought to you by sportsinteraction.com. See you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.